And I'm Jen. And welcome to the Better Late Than Novel podcast. In this week's episode, we discuss publishing in a pandemic, the Booker Prize shortlist, and Stephen King's newest release. Then we dive into August releases before we finish up with the books that we've been reading and loving. Sam. Well, it's been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I'm just, I'm over it. I'm I am over, over it. I'm over I am. Summer. I'm over the pandemic. I'm over uh, it all. And I'm over summer school, let me tell you. Oh because I just got out of a month from hell. So that is what kudos to you, my friend, because I, I don't know how you did it. It and was it, stressful. And you you kept reading the whole time, and good for you. Listen, the reading was the was the bright spot for me. It was like <laughs> my downtime and things I wanted to actually read. So yeah, that was that well, was the highlight of the month of July was reading. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that that we're back in business, and uh, I'm ready to talk about books. Let's do it. Let's get into it. So, uh, book news this week. Not a whole ton going on, I will have to say here. Um, I feel like everything has, like, been standing still. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I guess our first story sort of relates to that. So, Publishers Weekly, um, I think it was today, published the story, um, just about how publishing as an industry has been affected and continues to be affected by the pandemic. Right, so many publishing houses, and they cited some of the larger ones, obviously, that are based in New York. Um, said they will not return full staff to their offices until at least early 2021. Um, And they've also said that most of their events, so like their conferences, their um, Pub West is one, for example, um, are all being moved online. So conferences that they would have had in in person, and they were actually planning to have them in person, Mm -hmm. um, but because the numbers have gone up again in the U.S., they're sort of backtracking and changing plans. Um, they've also discussed the book, uh, National Book Award. Their ceremony is also being moved online. It was supposed to be in person in the fall. So it just goes to show you, um, you know, things are not getting any better, it seems, um, and probably won't for quite a long time. You know, I, I'm almost wondering, like, when, with all of the stuff moving online and with that kind of being, like, you know, obviously, like, the new normal, it almost makes me wonder if we're going to go back to these, you know, big in-person book conferences and these big in-person, you know, um, book tours and things like that, yeah. or if this is sort of, like, going to be the new normal. Like, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure it saves them money, but like, I just, I don't know. There's something exciting about being able to go places and see. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like we're all going to appreciate those things, you know, a lot more when this is over. I think so. So that will be interesting to see. Uh, Last week, the long list for the Booker Prize was announced. So that um, is a prize where it originates in the UK, uh, the right or published in the UK or in Ireland, 50,000 pounds goes to the winner. Um, though this year, which I thought was interesting, nine of the nominees on the list, and I think there are 13 still right now, um, are actually live in the US, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, but a couple kind of keynotes that stuck out to me in books that I um, have you know, knowledge of. So Kylie Reed's Such a Fun Age, um, which you had mentioned was a Reese Witherspoon pick yeah, uh, a few months back. One. 
yeah, is on the list. And then Hilary Mantle. Um, so she wrote Wolf Hall and then it's uh, follow up, bring up the bodies, uh, which both already won the Booker Prize. So this will be her third if she wins for uh, Mirror in the Light, which is the third book in the trilogy, which is interesting. So for the trifecta. Yeah, I think she's, <laughs> you know, probably got a pretty good chance, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I read the first two and they are really, really well written if you're a historical fiction fan. Yeah, all um, of those have been on my list for so long and they're just yeah. so daunting. Like they're, I know I'm going to enjoy them when I read them, but they're so thick and I always yeah. get distracted. Yeah, they are. And they're, they're like a heavier read. She, she doesn't write in an easy prose, I would guess, but they are about the Tudors, right? And uh, Thomas Cromwell. So they are interesting, again, if you're a historical fiction fan. I'm going to have to get on it, especially if she's going to win the Booker Prize. For the third time. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then our last story uh, that we're going to talk about today was Stephen King. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Um, no surprise. The Stand is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, so he has a new novel coming out. And again, he usually has a couple that come out every year. But um, this one is a bit different than his typical writing. So he's going back to sort of a crime um, sleuth, like, drama story this time around, so it's going to be called Later, uh, gets released in March, and it's through the publishing Hard Case Crime, so they release these, like, pulp-style sort of noir novels, um, and it looks pretty interesting, so he has already written two, I think the last one was, like, 2015, it came out for, with them, um, but he released that information today, too, so looking Even forward to that. Even pandemic. He writes, I think he just writes 24-7. He, he really does between like the novels and the short stories and yeah. like other publications like he's all over the place yeah he just pumps those books out we gonna go steven yeah <laughs> this week we're gonna take a look at some of the new releases that are coming out for the month of august so there's lots of uh new publications and i feel like there's quite a few that had earlier publication dates that you know, were pushed back that are now kind of coming into the forefront. So Jen was lucky enough to read quite a few of them. So take it away, Jen. Yeah, I had a, a busy July amidst my teaching. Um, <laughs> but so August 4th, so tomorrow, actually, um, a couple titles come out that I had the pleasure of reading in advance. So the first one was With or Without You by Caroline Leavitt. Um, this one, I would say, is sort of a women's fiction. It's drama. It's a bit of a heavier read. Um, so it tells the story of Stella, who's a nurse in New York City, and her boyfriend, Simon, who is a rock star. He's a guitarist in a band. They've had, like, nominal fame. They're not super famous, um, but he doesn't want to sort of let go of his career. He doesn't want to grow up. They're both in their early 40s. She would like to have a family. He's not ready for that. Um, so they constantly are sort of at this crossroads and having these arguments. Um, and so one night... They drink a little. He gives her a pill that he doesn't actually know what it is, and she ends up in a coma. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And she ends up in a coma for an extended period of time. And this sort of propels him to really sort of consider what's important in his life, um, what he needs to do to grow up, essentially. And then when she does wake up, she's different, right? She's totally different. She actually has this newfound talent uh, that she didn't have before. I don't want to give too much away. Um, which also adds sort of this layer of stress to their relationship and sort of changes their path um, along the way. Um, 
yeah, I really liked it. Like I said, it's not really an easy read. It's got some heavier topics and things that they deal with, but they're at the end of the day, these characters are really human. They're flawed. Um, they're relatable. And it's this sort of search for, again, what it, what does it mean to grow up to kind of fulfill your dreams, not live for someone else. So it was really interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, the second one, now you and I both read Escape Room. Yeah. A couple years ago now, I think it came out in 2017. Um, but Megan Golden has written her second release uh, called The Night Swim. This one, it's marketed as a bit of a thriller. I wouldn't go that far. I would say it's sort of more like crime procedural mystery style. Okay. Um, because it sort of revolves around a crime podcast. Obviously, we're recording a podcast here today. Um, but you and I are both fans of other podcasts, for sure. My Favorite Murder. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's sort of in that same um, guise. So she, it, her podcast is sort of catapulted to fame. She, the main character, Rachel, has sol helped solve this cold case in season one, sort of like Serial, I compared it to. Um, and now is really famous. So now she's actually on to her third season of her podcast. She goes to this small town um, on the East Coast of the US um, and to follow this rape trial, essentially. So um, it's the unfurling of not only that current trial, but it also deals with this 25 year old cold case, very similar situation um, where a young girl is found dead and they sort of weave together um, and have some similarities in their stories. I would say again, heavier topics here. There are some trigger warnings. Like I said, it does deal with rape, uh, sexual assault, this imbalance in the justice system. Um, but I really, really liked it a lot. It's very different than Escape Room, for sure. Uh, yeah, but it sounds really different. Yeah, but she just writes really well, and it just sort of shows the sort of range that she has as an author to sort of make these two different um, stories work so well. Yeah. So that one is really good, um, and I highly recommend that. Uh, then there's some other stuff coming out August 4th, too. Um, one of the other ones, and I've seen this book everywhere, actually, it's called Migrations. Um, by Charlotte McConaughey, and essentially she looks at what if there were no animals on the planet? Like, what if they were all just gone? So, yeah, it sounds really interesting. I haven't read that one yet, but it's on my list for sure. Um, so that one's more sort of general fiction. It's more of a character study of the humans who are left than this sort of, like, dystopic, you know, horror really situation. Yeah, so it looks really interesting. Um, some mysteries, thrillers coming out. Uh, Stuart Woods, who's written for years and years and years, has a new book coming out tomorrow called Choppy Water. Um, I'm actually reading this one right now in case of emergency by E.G. Scott, um, which is really good as well, sort of a murder investigation there. Um, and then the last mystery thriller is called They Wish They Were Us by Jessica Goodman. This one I've seen everywhere as well. Kind of I has like, to, yeah. yeah, did you see the cover? I really like the cover. It's like, yeah, me too. The necklace, yeah, and covered in blood. Has like the sort of craft, like mean girls, but it's also got the, it's like a university secret society um, situation yeah. going on. So those look really good. Um, romance, Vanessa Yu's Magical Paris Tea Shop, which is like a mouthful of a title, but I love it, <laughs> by Roselle Lim. Um, and then horror, this one I thought was really interesting. Um, so George Romero, who has been dead for quite a while, um, they've, which is ironic here with the title, have essentially resurrected his writings. Um, and there's a new novel by him called Living Dead um, with the help of obviously living author, Daniel Krauss. Um, 
And it's basically his look at rebooting the zombie apocalypse and what it means and what the initial days of the zombie apocalypse would be like. So I just thought it was really interesting that they've brought him back to life. With the irony, eh? Right? I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was really funny. And then finally, I left this one till the end. Tomorrow is the big day. The big day for Stephanie Stephanie Meyer fans. (laughs) Midnight Sun releases and lord help us all that's all i have to say on that topic i am i will not be reading it but i cannot wait for all the content to come from it like i'm so ready for just like just the experience you You know know? people's reactions i just want to know yes i'm here for it how do former team edward and team jacob people feel now yeah that's what i'm curious about all all bets are off i don't know oh um and then just my last note here so this one actually comes out august 7th so on a sort of off day i guess you would say in terms of book world but um i read faking it by rebecca smith so i think this is her second release um and it, I would say it's like chiclet women's fiction. Um, but if you need something like really lighthearted, you don't want to have to think too hard. You want to kind of escape yeah. for a few hours, binge something. This is a good one uh, to do that with. So her main character, Hannah, is a mom. She's got a son going off to college, teen daughter who sort of challenges her in every way, and then a 10-year-old boy too. She's a part-time teacher, but she's just like, her life is you know not where she wants it to be. Um, but she also has a secret side career where she writes erotic fiction. Oh my so, God. And she's trying to keep it from like her kids. She doesn't want them to find out. Her husband knows, her mom knows, but and her best friend, but no one else does. Um, so she ends up in this situation where she has to attend this sex con, like a big convention and present um, about her novel. And so she's trying to like sort of embrace this womanhood and embrace her more erotic side um in order to do that and to take on this new persona so it was pretty funny um i will say it's pretty tame like for someone writing about erotic fiction there's really not much going on there that you have to be you know too concerned about reading okay um but it was pretty funny overall for sure that one does sound cute yeah it was cute it's a cute like summer read which i think we all need right now yes i agree um so the week after august 11th is basically my my second Christmas. I feel like <laughs> I have been waiting and waiting and waiting like a psycho for this book for so long. <laughs> Finding Freedom by Omid Scooby and Carolyn Durand comes out and this is the nonfiction, um, I guess, sort of tell-all about Harry and Meghan. And will, I, you have your, will you have your fascinator on while you're Oh my gosh, I'm going to have my fascinator on. I'm going to be drinking like fancy tea. I'm I'm like, I am here for it. So (laughs) essentially this book has kind of, I guess, sort of been like an overnight explosion Um, because really for quite some time it was sort of quiet. And then I think it was last weekend, like the last week of July, um, a bunch of excerpts were published sort of as part of like the press tour and then this book like blew up it like all of a sudden went on like indigo's um you know most anticipated list and it's been all over um like it's been everywhere so some of the excerpts are quite juicy 
So I am like, I know I am, you've, you've been sending them to me. <laughs> oh my God. I am so excited. And I'm really struggling between pre-ordering it online or like risking it the day of to like find a copy because I don't like, I, I don't want to wait at to all get here. this yeah. book. So um, if you are a royal watcher, be on the lookout. I'm not even necessarily, I mean, I know, and I'm all about, you know, respectable journalism and, you know, speaking the truth, but like, I'm also here for the tea. So <laughs> I am really excited to read this one. Um, other notable releases for August 11th, uh, Kiss My Cupcake by Helena Hunting comes out. And she's the author that wrote Meet Cute, mm -hmm. um, which I feel like is like a, just a, you know, a cute rom-com. It's probably, you know, something nice for summer. Um, and then The Switch by Beth O'Leary comes out. Mystery Thriller. Uh, then She Vanished by T. Jefferson Parker, which is book four in the Roland Parker series. And We Are All the Same in the Dark by Julia Hyberlin. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. That one... Well, that one sounds a lot like kind of similar to, to the Night Swim, I would say. So it's like a small Texas town. They have their secrets. This young girl vanished like years and years before, was never found, and sort of is like this poster child um, for the town. And then in the present day, they find a body, another body, not hers. Um, but the two cases sort of become intertwined and their investigations work together. So I kind of had like similar vibes there between those two for sure. I feel like there's been quite a few novels that are coming out that have that similar vibe. Like I feel like we're moving away from like like femme fatale gone girl style thriller and more into like the small town with secrets which I actually yeah. really like. Like those books I like the way that they come together. I think it's mm -hmm. really interesting and you definitely get more character dynamics so that mm -hmm. one sounds like a good one for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so August 18th I had the luck of reading this next one. Um, so I just actually finished it a couple of days ago. So Three Perfect Liars by Heidi Perks uh, comes out. And that one, I would say, is again, sort of mystery crime. It's marketed again a little bit as a thriller, women's lit, because the characters, the main characters are all female, which I really liked about it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's this big advertising firm goes up in flames. Um, and there's sort of three suspects, essentially, that are um, looked at. One is the wife of the owner of the firm. The second one is a woman who's just returned from maternity leave and is sort of struggling with how do I leave my baby and my husband and come back to work and sort of jump back full-time into this job. And then the third potential person is the young girl who covered the maternity leave, uh, Mia, who is basically kept on in that job. So there's all these sort of dynamics between these female characters and sort of what they want and what they're sort of bouncing in their um, own life, dealing with who did it, right? Who set the fire? What reason did they have? And it kind of unravels from there. It really reminded me a lot of Big Little Lies. That's what I was, was going to say. It's yeah. Very Big Little Lies to me. Yeah. They all have like their secrets, but they're all sort of intertwined. Um, there's also sections of the novel that are broken down as um, like police interviews. So it did, it really sort of reminded me of that when I was reading, but I really liked it. It's really well written. Um, some good twists throughout. So other releases that are coming out on that date, Danielle Steele, who did not even know she still wrote, it's not gonna lie, but she does. Um, and so I think she's taken a little bit advantage of this Royal um, fever, because that's what her new book is about. It's actually called Royal. 
Um, it's a bit historical fiction too, I would say. Um, so it's about a princess uh, during World War II who gets sent away from the palace because she has some health issues and she falls in love with a commoner, essentially. You know what? Not gonna lie. I'm not interested in Danielle Steele, but I'll read that. Right? I know. That, I'm not usually, <laughs> I know. It, it caught my attention. Yeah. Um, so some mystery thrillers, if that's more your genre, The Second Wife by Rebecca Fleet. So that one sort of reminds me of like a stereotypical one. Again, first wife is murdered, dies in a strange way, and the second wife comes along and has to sort of deal with the fallout from that. Mm -hmm. uh, the Second Mother by Jenny Milchman. Um, again, small town secrets. So she's, this time, she's in small town Maine, right? They compared her to sort of Stephen King and the way he writes about Maine. Um, but she goes to work in like this little schoolhouse there. And again, creepy town and creepy people that live in it. Uh, historical fiction, Atomic Love by Jenny Fields looks really interesting. It's like the fallout from the Manhattan Project and this sort of love triangle around that. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, and then The Wright Sister, this one sounds interesting to me, by Patty Dan, um, actually sort of reimagines the life of Catherine Wright, who was the sister of uh, Wilbur and Orville, right, that airplane. Um, and it looks at using some of her journals and then obviously taking sort of license with that um, and her relationship with her brothers. So she essentially started to take care of Orville. He became like a recluse um, later on in life, but then she ends up getting engaged to and marrying um, his best friend which causes a huge rift. Um, so yeah, the book looks at that sort of drama and, un, and how it unfolds, which sounds really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then our last day in August, so some final releases, we have some Canadian content. So this one is called Songs for the End of the World by Salima Nawaz. And I, again, had the pleasure of reading this one. So she actually was a former shortlist for Canada Read. So it's a contest that we have here um, every year through CBC. Um, so her book, Bone and Bread, was nominated in 2016. She didn't win at the time. Uh, but I did really like this one. Gave me sort of um, Station Eleven. I don't know if you've read Station yeah. Eleven. Vibes. Um, so pandemic setting, again, timely. Great. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have so many pandemic novels after I this, know. I swear. We probably will. Um, but I would say this one's very character-driven. Um, how we, you know, deal with our isolation and we deal with fear, interacting with other people when these types of scenarios happen. Um, really liked it though, really well written. So I would definitely recommend that one. Um, and then some last final releases for the month. Uh, Sisters by Daisy Johnson, which I've seen all over the place too. The cover's really cool. Um, she actually was the youngest finalist for the Booker Prize ever. This was a previous release. Um, or sorry, yeah. And then, so that one looks really interesting. And these two sisters shorting deal with family crisis and family secrets unfolding. Uh, then Winter Counts, and this is a name I have to work on pronouncing, but David Hesko Wandley Weidman. Um, so this one actually deals with an Indian reservation in South Dakota. And he becomes essentially, the main character becomes like a vigilante dealing with drug problems and drug trafficking on the reserve, which oh, wow. sounds really interesting. Yeah. A uh, couple mystery thrillers, Final Cut by S.J. Watson, and then The Woods by Vanessa Savage. That one has a creepy tagline. That one is two sisters go into the woods and only one comes back. That caught my attention. I'm really excited about Final Cut because S.J. Watson's last book was that, um, well, not last one, but there was, the first one was the Before I Go to, or. Oh, I heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. That ended up being a movie later with, I think, I think Nicole Kidman. Okay, I, but I recognize I, that title. 
Yeah. And that was like, that was a good one. And then there was another one, which I'd have to look up the title because I'm the worst, but I really, really like his writing style. Like, okay. It's, it's really, really engaging. So I am really looking forward to that one. It's been a while. Well, and I've seen some other bloggers already talking about it. Like they're reading, they've read it already, right? With their advanced copies and then everyone seems to really like it. So I'm pretty excited to read that one too. Before um, I that's what it's called. Okay. I, yeah, I knew it was something sleep. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then there's actually a young adult sort of historical fiction crossover coming out. If that's your jam, uh, called traitor by Amanda McCrina. Mm -hmm. And it's a Soviet soldier who commits treason while he's stationed in Poland and he flees and he actually gets picked up by these Ukrainian sort of freedom fighters. So it sort of calls into question, like, what side should he be on and questions his morality and things like that. So it looks interesting. And last but not least, all you co-hos rejoice. <laughs> Colleen Hoover has a new book coming out on August 27th. It'll release online uh, called Heart Bones. So her typical sort of like romantic thriller that she's well known for and has a very large following for. Contemporary romance. Yes. Um, so some great books coming out this month for sure. It's Lots definitely August and I feel like like things are starting to happen again. Like I feel like there's lots of releases that are coming back out and you know what it's kind of nice to know that like you know things are gonna get figured out. Like the books yeah. are out, we're still gonna get to it's gonna be a different way but I mean I'm really excited to see what's you know how everything's gonna work out for sure. Yeah and like you said there were I think three or four of the titles that I like have been looking at that were supposed to release earlier right they were supposed to come out in June um, a couple of them were in May and they've been pushed till now. So it's nice that hopefully, you know, this starts a trend and we are getting sort of consistent releases at this point. Moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so I have been reading um, slowly but surely because not going to lie, I got very distracted rewatching um, Vampire Diaries from season one. Um, <laughs> I have been watching, which is a whole other issue. Um, Damon uh, or, or, or Stefan? I'm always team Damon and I'll, I will, I'll die on that hill. <laughs> I will die on that hill and I feel very passionate about it. So anyway, this is going to be a Vampire Diaries podcast the next episode. <laughs> um, but I've been reading uh, Mallory by Josh Mallerman. Yeah. And which we talked about in our June releases and we talked about I think in a few other episodes because I'm obsessed with Bird Box. That's like one of my favorite books. I loved it. Um, and I actually reread Bird Box before I read Mallory just because I wanted to make sure that I, you know, was in the right headspace and that I hadn't missed anything. And basically Mallory picks up uh, 12 years after Bird Box ends. So, oh. um, so Bird Box obviously ends where they find the sanctuary and that's kind of where they are. And then, Mallory starts with like the sanctuary is no longer safe and it's you know the creatures outside are getting smarter they're adapting uh in order to you know get more prey or whatever it is mm -hmm. what makes this one really interesting is because the first book we obviously only got Mallory's perspective and the children were too small yeah. that they were just kind of more secondary characters but this novel is basically told through alternating chapters where you have a chapter through Mallory's perspective, but you get a lot of the children's perspective and they're now like 16 and 17 years old. So, oh, wow. You know, like 
there obviously are, it's really interesting because even though they've grown up in this apocalypse, they still kind of have this like innate need to rebel and this like annoyance of Mallory and how serious she is. And they kind of like bend the rules a little bit and they've only ever known this apocalyptic world. So their perspective is really, really interesting. So, you know, the boy, he's kind of like a little bit rebellious and the girl, she like reads a lot of books and like kind of knows a lot about the world before from what she's read. So it's mm-hmm. really interesting to see kind of like this new dynamic and that sort of brings about even more trouble because obviously Mallory knows how dangerous things can be and like the kids are sort of like, I guess a little bit more frivolous or like, uh, like you know, a little bit careless. So it's just, it's a really interesting dynamic. I'm really enjoying it. I do want to read that. Yeah, it's really list. good. I loved Bird Box too. It was really good. Um, and then, so I, I read a lot of obviously advanced reader copies for stuff that's coming out um, in August, but I did read a couple others because again, it's been weeks since we talked books. Uh, I finally read 28 Summers by Ellen Hildebrand. Yes. If you want your, you want your hearts ripped out and stomped on, <laughs> this book is for you. Had, had two good had two good cries. It was wonderful. Believe me, I love her, and it was like quintessential, um, her and sort of summer on Nantucket and what you you know everyone's come to know her for. But yeah. it was like super emotional, super emotional. Um, and then I also read the Hunting Party. So I know um, the guest list came just came out recently. So Lucy Foley. Um, but I had never read The Hunting Party, so I w- went back and read that one. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, very much, like, reminded me of Ruth Ware and, like, In a Dark, Dark Wood. Okay. Um, it was okay. Like, it was fine. Nothing, you know, that really jumped out at me. Um, but I do want to read the guest list still. I've heard really good reviews of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just finished The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead, um, mm-hmm. which I loved Underground Rail- Railroad. Um, so if you haven't read that one, I would start there for sure. Um, but Nickel Boys was just as well written. Um, tough subject matter. So it's about a school, um, like a reformatory school, I guess you would say. So these young boys get picked up for various sort of petty crime. And instead of getting sent to jail, they go here. It's in the middle of nowhere in Florida and they are like horribly treated. They're abused. Um, they don't follow the rules essentially they're like taken out back and killed and never heard from again and told like way yeah it's horrible um it is based so he based his novel off of an actual school um that was elsewhere but it's just it's it's a heavy story but really well written there was a really neat twist at the end like you don't see coming at all um and he just writes so well I just yeah I really like him a lot and I think he deserves all the praise that he gets Absolutely. Well, I think that that wraps up this week's episode. So thanks for listening. Until next week, pick up a book off your shelf and get reading. After all, it's better late than novel.